This podcast is being brought to you by our friends at Redmont Vodka. You can find them on the web at www.redmontdistilling.com. I really got all the jokes from a roasting, um, uh, like well, how to a roast, website. Yeah, 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 how to yeah, roast yeah. somebody. Yeah, and then um, and then I got the funniest jokes from coaches, right? Yeah. And so I went to go some funny stories from coach. Any one of them was about a player. He said, um, hold on. Okay. Hold the, you got a hold left for the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Dale Davis is currently the CEO of Smart Growth Management LLC a professional services firm based in Birmingham specializing in business development, marketing, and strategic advisory services for primarily real estate investors, developers, and construction clients seeking to improve corporate performance and outcomes by developing smart growth strategies. Mr. Davis has leveraged his experience, professionalism, I'm sorry, professional and educational training in marketing, building, sciences, and government to become a successful business development strategist and program manager with a 20-year record of achieving achievement, including over a billion dollars in marketing, market development, sales, program management, and contract negotiation. A billion. Yes, sir. Would it be? Would it be? <laughs> like like billionaires on TV, like B. Yeah, yeah. like Warren Buffett, I guess. Whatever. Mr. Davis has spent over a decade as an independent consultant operating in professional services engagements and joint venture partnerships. Mr. Davis did his undergraduate studies in marketing at the Alabama A&M University. Along with being a football letterman, he is also an alumni of the Environmental Leadership Program at Duke University's Nicholas School of the Environment. Dale Davis, my old friend. Yes, sir. Tell me a joke. Okay. (laughs) It took me a second to remember my joke. (laughs) What's the difference between the winner of a bodybuilding competition and a couch potato. What? One has a trophy for muscles and the other one has muscle <laughs> atrophy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we going to take that. We going to take that with <laughs> Man, let's let's go back, okay. right? Like um there are um you know, all levels of friends and, and you know, allies and partners and them on here. But, bruh, we've known each other a long time. Absolutely. Over half. Yeah, bruh. life. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Dale, um, first thing I have to ask you is, and and you know, be as forthcoming or sure. as whatever you want, right? Absolutely. But, like, you're a success story, dude. 
Thank you. Like, we always be like, man, Dale was cutting hell, bruh. <laughs> yes, you know man. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and, and parlayed networking, mm-hmm. marketing, mm-hmm. and and just, you know, mm-hmm. blue, blue, blue. I ain't even know the B was in there. Man, tell me your story. Like for real like yeah. like tell your story. Okay. Like I bumped my head here. I had a good time here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So first of all, I'll say, man, very proud of you as well, man, for what you're doing. This Thanks. is a very cool um uh, platform that you put that you created and given um folks even like myself and others who I watch, you know, come on shows. A lot of of course I know a lot of the same people you know. Yeah. And um have seen um and what it is and how, how, how clean it is and you know, tight. So I it's just it. it's a good product, you know, and I, I enjoy watching, listening to it. Learned a lot about different people. Myself, yeah. you know what I mean? That I, uh, funny man, I listened to that one for, for sure. And didn't, I've known him, but don't know him, but I learned about him. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so um, my story, you know, in segments, I guess, you know, um, uh, how I got here, really, I'm going to go all the way back. So my yeah. my, my grandfather, man, was, um, was a landowner in 1920s, one of the few blacks land, owned land in Bessemer. Who's your um, grandfather? On um, Will Sims, right? Will Sims. So, so Will Sims and this is this is history too. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I want yeah, these uh, names recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will yeah. Sims. So Will Sims and um, Judge Ralph Cook's father okay. were the two, and, and, and there's about some few other men, but um, Reverend Melvin Hunter, um, the Dudleys, and Bessemer. They were some of the early landowners. Okay. Um, KD family. Correct. Yeah. And um Iverson Dudley, Mr. Fred Dudley. Um yeah. um those folks. And so they um and so my mother tells a story that my because we they lived in the in the in the in the campus what they call in Belson, but when my my grandfather bought this property and I think he and Mr Mr um George Cook's father may had the largest tracts of land. Mm-hmm. They created a um, a neighborhood called Smith Highlands. Okay. And it's in Bessemer in Smith Highlands, <clears throat> you had um, the first black mayor, Quinn Mitchell. Yeah. was my neighbor. Okay. Um, Delmas Vance, his mother, the first one, you know, he was a pharmacist. And right. Delmas had his first in-ground pool in our community. <laughs> yeah. So we had the Dudley. So we had principals, um, um, a lot of educators, uh, business people, the mayor. Yeah. Um, Mr. McAdore was our state representative. Uh-huh. We all, you know, grew up in the neighborhood. Right. So we had PhDs. I had several friends who had PhD parents with PhDs. Right. Miss Baylor, uh, Don Baylor's parents. Right. All them people have, you know, PhDs. And I, I say this all the time. Like, and I, do you know the name of this show was Almost All Niggas Ain't Coons? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Like we did not grow yeah, up yeah, like that, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so, so I grew up around people who were doing it, if you will, you know. And um, and now that's real though, cause we ain't all cool. We, you know what I'm saying? We can all we can read. Yeah. And so, so, so the story go. So we um, so that was my neighborhood. But then, uh, and so it was it was Old Jonesburg and Smith Highlands. Okay. It was interesting because I, I I lived. On the dead end, which was up on the hill, which is where Smith Highlands is, but I ended up they they when segregation happened um, in '68. You know, Alabama really didn't act um, 
the, uh, the seg- I mean, excuse me, the Civil Rights Act until like early 70s. Uh-huh. So they carved out a neighborhood in Belsma, and I went to Concord Elementary, which was 45 minutes away or something. Wow. So that's how I went to county schools. So we went to Concord, Pittman, and Hewittown, right? Yeah. So I'm saying that to say this. I was a product of the Jefferson County school system, even though I was from Belsma. I could have right. walked to Jess Lanier. Right. Legit rode my bicycle. Right. But I went to Hewittown. See? Look at God. But the key thing is, the only reason I say that, because my brother's my brother, um, older brother was the first graduating class with Justin there in 1972, I think. Yeah. But so I don't disrespect Justin there. I love Justin there. But yeah, the reality, I, I feel because, see, but, I was zoned to Parker. Wow. And went to Ramsey. Wow. And I, I feel where you're going with this because, yeah. especially for us, that's what started us on this networking thing. Correct. And so building. And being able to be, to be, the only reason I remember I say that is because I went to predominantly white. Elementary, middle yeah. school, high school, which broadens so, your world. So I can talk to anybody, and you know, and I'm comfortable, if you will. Yeah. And when I went to A and M, of course, HBCU, boom, it's all good. Right. Went to, so I went to Black College. Right. So I feel like that shaped my worldview. Sure. And then gave me an ability to to talk to anyone and you know connect, if you yeah. will. So I say that. So that was like the base of my story. But the bigger point too was that. I always was told I could do anything or nobody better than me, and I wasn't better than nobody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So my mama knows she would send me into this environment where these people might act like they're better than me. Mm. But you sit in the front. So I was always pushed academically, even though I was a large kid and mm-hmm. was an athlete. Mm-hmm. was pushed to the front, uh, mm-hmm. on, you know, to sit in the front of class, do your whole lesson. And, of course, I was the last. I was the seventh of seven. And my, my sister's Really? Had, yeah. How yeah. many brothers and sisters you got? So I got two brothers, one deceased brother, but I have um, I have four sisters. One of my sisters is deceased. So it was seven of us. I was the youngest. Okay. My mother had one. My daughter, I mean, one daughter, my older sister, and and my, my father had three when uh-huh. I got married. They had three together. So it was seven of us. But okay. anyways, point is, is that um, all everybody in front of me was real smart, so I can be no dummy. Yeah. So I mean, he's yeah. Like graduating cum laude. Like my sister graduated college, summa cum laude. Wow. You know, so, but anyway, so I just grew up in that kind of environment where it was right, expected right. for you. But uh, but at the same time, we was real people because you investment, so you got to, you know, be able to go down to the playground and handle your 100. business. And so, you know, it was one of those things. But um, but it did, but, but I tell that story because my grandpa, looking at how we, you know, my dad built our house, the house I grew up in. Um, I have the pictures. It was, it was, it was um, completed. I wasn't born. It was completed in February of 1963. Mm. So when they completed the house, four four bedrooms, three bath, all brick house. Mm-hmm. On the land that my grandfather gave him because yeah. he owned all the property. Right. So that's where I grew up. And then, of course, Smith Highlands, like I told you, Devils had a swimming pool. We had friends. Yeah, Everybody same. had, you know, middle yeah. class living, if you will. Yeah. You know, go to, you know, Boy Scout camp and all that. But at the same time, we was raised real. Yeah. And so, but I knew, okay, well, I want to learn, you know, and I remember going to Oak Mountain from Belsma as a little a little retreat mm-hmm. and seeing them build a Galleria. Mm-hmm. And I asked my dad, I said, you know, who decided to build that? And my dad was a steel worker, so he didn't know. He thought the government built the Galleria. Right. He didn't right. know. Right. But I, it, so I always had interest in development and then um, in construction. And so I wondered how did they move, who, you know, how did they do it? Yeah. And so long story short, but of course, not knowing anyone, Going to college, no one told me. You know, I didn't. I wasn't an engineer. I wasn't. I didn't. Right. Guess, I didn't score high enough on ACT to do that. But, right. but I, but I was interested. Right. And so then from that, um, went into marketing. 
Yeah. Uh, my first my first jobs was, and you, you, I don't know if you know this, but I was one of the first ever um, marketing reps hired for Paul Mitchell Hair Products. Really? So I, when I how I came to Birmingham, I was working for first company I was working for called Southeastern Salon Sales. They were the rep. They sold Paul Mitchell. They had the they had the um, exclusive rights okay. to sell Paul Mitchell. Well, Jimmy Long, Long Electronics, okay, Auburn University Long. Yeah, he. Got to, he took over the rights. I went to work for him as the first black to introduce Paul Mitchell to the black mar- to the African American hair market. Wow! So that's how I got in the hair business. I yeah. was doing sales, sales. But yeah. my hustle in college in the dorm was cutting hair because everybody in, in my neighborhood went to trade school for cutting hair. Yeah. I couldn't go because I'm in college prep. Yeah, so I ain't couldn't go to trade because I'm taking calculus and algebra. And, yeah, and French to trying to get, you know, yeah. get a scholarship or whatnot. So, but I always, you know, I played with cutting hair. Right, right. Mess up my nephews and whatnot. But, but so well, that was my thing. So yeah. I was like, okay, it was my little hustle. So I, you know, but in college. Right. So, so the real story is I was working one summer in a friend of my girlfriend's salon in Huntsville. And the Paul Mitchell rep came through. He used to come through all the time. Uh, he was suited and cool, cool white dude. He was in there selling products. We was we was in the mall, so we was retailing. We was one of the only black hair salons. She was a she was a bad girl, but we was um, retailing his products and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm talking to him, and he went to Hewitt Town with my Quit sister. It. Quit. He said, "Well, what you do? I said, I'm in school. I'm studying marketing." He's like, "Man, right. you'll be good at this. You need to come do this." That's how I got my job at Paul Mitchell. My sister homeboy from Hewittown was selling in Huntsville. Wow. And he said, man, he introduced me to the people in Birmingham. And I came to Birmingham. They was like, yeah, you got a job. It was my first sales job. I had um, Birmingham and um, um, Huntsville. I would even go over to, because was, I was the only black person. Yeah. So I'd go to Florida. I was going, that's how, that's right, how, yeah. Right, so right. I'd be calling all over. So, but so, so that was that. And then, um, so I had that marketing sales piece. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, Shout out to my man Kenny May. He had a hair salon, one of the best best hair salons in the history of Birmingham called Atmosphere's Hair. Mm-hmm. He was one of my top clients in terms of selling. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't really buy no products. He would always buy very expensive shears mm-hmm. and other supplies. Mm-hmm. And he needed a barber. He said, "Man, I need I got a, I need a barber, man." It was a really smooth salon. Mm-hmm. Like Miss Arrington used to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Doctor Bell. You know, this is where the mm-hmm. who's who went. So I used to be like, "Yeah." It was just, like, yeah. I was like, well, I can cut hair. He says, you can't cut no hair. <laughs> I was like, yes, I can. You know, because I'm a salesman. I'm yeah. selling him hair. He was like, well, stop. So I went up there and cut hair for him one day. He said, boom, gave me a chair. That was in 1991. And I cut William Bell hair. I was cutting Chris Bass way. All the people, you know, that's how I met them. Time <laughs> out. Time out. Time out. Now, we going to take a little break. That's cool. Because this is a good little stopping point right here. Because when we come back, we going to finish this story (laughs) on out right there. Hello, this is Jefferson County Sheriff Mark Petway inviting you to join the conversation that we've started around bridging the gap to build communities that are safe and well-connected. Let's all work together to ensure that Jefferson County is a safe place for all who call it home. First of all, tell me your social media handles, right, so people can follow you. So right? Davis Resources 
on IG. Okay. And then Dale Davis on Facebook. Bet. Dale Davis on LinkedIn. T-E-L. Davis. Okay. Sweet. Second question. What's your favorite charity? Or what comes to mind right now? Um, Well, my church. um, Other than church. Um... Because I expect you to play, pay your tithes. Yeah, yeah, so. well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, Bull, the Bull, Bulldog Letterman Foundation. Okay, we're going to stick it right there. Tell me about that. Bulldog Letterman Foundation is a nonprofit group that is set up to support um, former and current athletes at Alabama A&M, um, help them achieve their uh, academic goals, and in cases of former athletes, their life goals. And also set up to support the athletic department on not just football and basketball, but all sports, male and female sports. Outstanding. Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, you're making a hundred dollar donation to the to the charity. But okay. they easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, at some point, I got to turn up the, the heat on these questions. Yeah, make these make folk be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't gonna answer that. Okay. Get some money to these charities. But since you my old boy, I'm going to go easy no, on you. On, no, I really don't have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, and, and I'm going to tell you, mm-hmm. the one of the issues with uh, controversial, mm-hmm. you know, this or that question is, like, let's just say you choose in between this hair salon and that hair salon. Mm-hmm. Well, the one that don't never get picked gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I done had a couple of calls. Oh, wow, yeah, wow. Like, take my name out of that. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dead ass. Wow. <laughs> so that's... Maybe a sign to them, though. They might need to do something different. <laughs> good point. Good point. So Good market data. <laughs> good market data. There you go. So first of all, Alabama or Auburn? It's easy on roll tide. Roll tide, baby. Legion or stallions? Stallions. Stallions, you football guy. Barons or squadron? Squadron. Got a story behind that. Time out. Let's get it. <laughs> so, um, good friend of mine who happens to represent a well-known NBA basketball player um, called me to say, hey, man, um, one of my frat brothers is an attorney. He's got the opportunity to work with a city who's trying to recruit the um, New Orleans Pelicans D-League team to their city. It was Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm. So the city attorney of Shreveport, Louisiana went to undergrad, went to law school with a, with a former city attorney of Shreveport, went to law school with my guy, who happens to be represents a really well-known NBA former player. And so he asked me, Mrs. Daly, trying to put it together, I want you to talk to him. So long story short, I put, um, at the time, but still today, Robert Simon and I partners on, on Southtown, but we also we've been working together. Mm-hmm. And you know, Robert did the baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Robert, man, Shreveport trying to win the they gonna make a bid to get the the D League team from from um the Pelicans. Right. So we went met with Shreveport, city attorney, mayor, blah, blah, blah. Several cities pitched to to get the D League yeah. team. We won uh-huh. the deal for Shreveport. <laughs> Get so out of here. We were selected. Our team was it was Corporate Realty, Smart Growth, um, Brasso and Gory. It was our team. Yeah. We had a whole pitch. We was going to do a stadium, I mean, a gym, milk use development, the whole thing, bring in the black community, the whole thing. Yeah. The Benson family picked us. However, 
getting ready for this entitlement and the incentives from the city council, the mayor didn't have our politics together. So the day before the vote came, I saw it, and I said, man, we ain't going to win this. We ain't going to win it. They're not going to support We have been chosen. Tim Brando, a lot of people's on our proposal because they're from Shreveport. So it's a whole big thing. Wow. Shreveport, the mayor loses the incentives to build the stadium. But they chose y'all. <laughs> they said, we like y'all. Yeah. Mayor Whiffin had just beat William Bell for yeah. mayor. And we said, man, Robert and I was like, man, let's take this to, let's take this to Mayor Whiffin. That's how the squadron got here. This shit's so lit, dog. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You think that's something. I got a hell of a story for you later. But. Back to the this or that. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Civil Rights Institute. Alabama Theater or Lyric Theater? Carver Theater. <laughs> $100 to the charity. <laughs> Good answer. And we got $100 to the charity. Sloss Furnace. Or Vulcan Park? Kelly Ingram Park. <laughs> he just cokey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? McWayne Science Center. My daughter loves it. Okay. Crossplex or Legion Field? Legion Field. I played there. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Oh, man, Protective is nice. Yeah. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Regions Park or Rickwood Field? Regions Park. Now, I told you. Oh, that's all. Okay. All right. <laughs> I told you I had a story for you. Mm-hmm. All right. If you go on my Twitter People always go on my Twitter and they like, how the fuck is Barack Obama following you? <laughs> I was raising money for, I don't remember who all. I had just finished raising some cake for about three or four different candidates. And... Dale Davis and Charles James and Tony Smalls ganged up on me. (laughs) You got to raise some money for this dude named Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard of no motherfucking Barack Obama. I just <laughs> finished raising my. I'm not finna do it, dog. I'm just not hilarious. not finna do it. So another cop. That's when De- Tony put the real <laughs> pressure over. Bit. All right. So <clears throat> end up, you know, signing on to this dude with a funny name. <laughs> Who is running? He's a state legislator at the no, park, no, he's the, U.S. senator. At that no, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, he was U.S. senator. No, he, he had wasn't. Just won. No, he didn't. Yes, he was running. He had not won yet, bro. 
Not when you no, first no, no. brought him in. Yeah, the first time he was. I'll tell you why. Go ahead. It was 04. Go ahead. It was old. Yeah, go ahead. No, you. He had just won. Just he won. had just won. That's just, right. Yeah, yeah. But we were still running. Yeah, raising money. money. Right. Yeah. So they talked me into raising money for the dude, right? Debt, it was debt relief. It was debt relief. That's right. And so right before they came, right, right before he comes, I think it was Dale. Dale was like, I need you to pick him up from the airport. Not at the time. I don't even know who this dude is. But you, you missed the part. That's the funny part. <laughs> it wasn't just, see, so, so the backstory is one of my classmates from A&M, Julian Green. Julian Green, was his right. press secretary. But, I, but I'm going to get I'm going to get how, how he got to do the car, how the car came up was I drove a Range Rover. And he was, they was like, he ain't riding a Range Rover. I didn't do that. That's what you didn't know. And then I was telling you because of your uncle had the Lincoln dealership. The dealership. So we right. needed a Lincoln. So wow. I was like, well, Pat knows about it. I think he can get us a Lincoln. Yeah, That's my it. cousin Joe Dorian mm-hmm. owned the Vulcan Lincoln dealership. And we got and, a navigator. And, yep. And he he told me, come get a navigator. <laughs> I, co- I go to the airport to pick him up. And can, can I go ahead and tell him? Right. So he gets in the car and says, so tell me about this motherfucker, Arthur Davis. <laughs> Arthur had been going around talking about they were friends and all this stuff. You remember? It was Dale and them that brought Barack Obama here, bro. Arthur didn't have nothing to do with that. So backstory on that. I'm living in Pleasant Grove. It's just true. I mean, truth will set you free. So I'm in Pleasant I live in Pleasant. Two doors down was his, I forget her name, but she was like the local rep or whatever her name. She was the local office, yeah. whatever they call it. The Birmingham office person. Right. Cool. So, so, so I was telling her that we was bringing Barack Obama. Now, in the Democratic circles, in that level, they knew who he was. So she was kind of blowing me off, real talk. She was blowing me off. Mm-hmm. So she my neighbor, two dollars down. So I was like, okay, well, you know, we a protocol. The congressman can get, you know, can introduce, can be there. We want, we love to right. invite the congressman because Hank Sanders and mm-hmm. Larry Harrington, Kincaid mm-hmm. was mayor at the mm-hmm. time. We doing protocol. Mm-hmm. You know, can't bring a U.S. senator, newly elected, and don't know the protocol. So they're blowing us off. Then, when they guess they saw it was real, <laughs> right? that's when he started saying, yeah, we went to undergrad, <laughs> or went to law school with Brock, and da-da-da-da, we boys. So we was like, okay, that's your boy. He asked him, is this your boy? He was like, well, who is this dude? <laughs> he was like, uh, he was a freshman. He was like, first year, I was fourth year. I don't know this dude. It was and hilarious. And then, because Obama was so cool in the yes. car, he was talking to us. Then he was like, so when we got to the spot, to the Civil Rights Institute, yep. when we took him, we was in the back. And Ms. Odessa Wolf, yep. Mr. Peugeot, we was just like to the back. He was rocking with us, the young cats. Yeah. Like, like, hey, man, come on. Like, <laughs> you know, right. You know, just chopping, man, and just was one for me. But go ahead. I ain't going for you. you no, can, no, you, please you, finish. So, so, so we get there. We do that. He take the, all the pictures. Mm-hmm. We, go, we do the whole tour. And then we get back in the car. Yeah. And we going because he was, you know, we went to 16th Street Church. Yeah. He teared up a little bit. Yeah. Did that whole thing. It was big. And now, I mean, you know, then he got in the car and we took him back. And he told us, man, y'all on the team. 
y'all, we're going to do some real things. Yep. And at the time, it's 04. We all know this dude turned out <laughs> to be the president. The president. Of the United States. That is the yes. tr- And I owe that all to Mr. Dale Davis. That is the guy that is true. And we was in, like, right here. Like, yes. like that. So, wild story, backstory. A couple few years ago, Julian and I getting recognized as alumni for A&M at mm-hmm. this event. Mm-hmm. So, we had the event. Me and Julian just happened to be on the program. So I get my little event. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What is what's up with my, my classmate, Julian? Julian gets up there, tell the story. He says, Dale don't know this. He said, but to this day, Barack Obama tell the story about his time at the, at the Civil Rights Institute in the 16th Street Church in Birmingham. Wow. I was like, dude, he ain't president no more. You wait for students. <laughs> right. Now you tell me. told me that. Because right? he came one time. Like in 2019, no, 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 no. It was 2014 or 15 or something. We Mayor Bell was mayor, and mm-hmm. he came to Lawson State. Yeah, yeah. And and I had the picture. Yeah. And so my wife was like, "You gonna get the picture signed? You gonna try to get? You know, you know, you know, you right. know Monday in the front, uh-huh. Jonathan up there in the front, Jay yeah. up in the front, Mayor right there. You can get the, <laughs> you, you know, right. You can get to the front. I'm like, yeah, but you see how many people trying? <laughs> right. It was nuts. Right. And so I was like. I ain't even gonna, you know, yeah. try to do that. Yeah. Had I known that he yeah. was still repping his trip to right. Birmingham with us, right. I'd have been like, yo, what's up, Barack? <laughs> what's up, now, homeboy? Let me tell you this. You know, when he was a sitting mayor, I mean, uh, senator, he came down to Montgomery for the mm-hmm. uh, anniversary yeah, 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 yeah. of the Montgomery bus boycott. Mm-hmm. And I introduced him to George Wallace Jr. Wow. That's strong. I got, I got, I'm gonna tell you yeah. off the podcast, this yeah. is about you. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah, man, like I have a relationship with the former and first black president of the United States because of Dale Davis. That's right. That's the truth. Now, before we took a break, let's go back to that's how you met William Basway, mm-hmm. all of it. Now, let me say this, right? Let me be very, very clear. Mm-hmm. I owe William Bell raised us. Yes, real. William Bell raised us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I owe a lot to William Bell, mm-hmm. and like that's why I'm just glad you you, you went that segue, and you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, man, seriously, you, me. Uh, uh, Jay, um, just all yeah. in that clique, man, yeah, yeah. And, and the MSET guys and all yeah. that. And I'm just saying, man, like, dude, we just came through at a time, man, and he put us down. Yeah. And, like, we was Going rock stars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, so it started, so boom, I'm, at the, I'm doing the uh, marketing with the products, and yeah. then I'm in the shop. So then um, he just was there. Matter of fact, check that. Point of order, Michael Bell. I mean him first because he then he knew me from A and M playing ball. He just okay. knew, and then I was like, oh, okay. Then we got cool. Then he said, I'm gonna get my brother over here. Okay, so he was a city councilman. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, he was city councilman. Okay, cool. Then um, Mayor Arrington. Yeah. Um, but then that Basway when I first met Basway, we forged a little brother kind of friendship, big brother friendship. Right. And he's really who exposed me to like corporate, you know, to to the you know. Power Dr. Lewis, Company, he introduced me to Dr. Yeah, Lewis. Waterworks, all yeah, that. He introduced yeah, yeah. me to Dr. Lewis mm-hmm. for a point. 
I was driving around, Dr. Lewis just looking at his stuff and used you know, like like he was a mentor. Yeah. But then um I wanna say ninety six, ninety seven, um Forget who was running. It was a you know, but I learned about. I didn't know what the coalition was. Mm-hmm. Learned about what the coalition was. I'm mm-hmm. uh, just going to meet. I matter of fact, I volunteered on a campaign, and I was you know used to doing. I, only campaign I had did was SGA, you know, in school, <laughs> and it just said, man, them. If you're from Birmingham, you get out of Birmingham, people to vote. You're gonna be the president. Yeah. Lucian Blankenship, yeah. Marco Harrington, <laughs> all them boys. So anyway. Um, doing the coalition, and then you know, so um, then Councilman Bell, he was like, "Man, come on, ride with us." So I riding around, but we really weren't doing that. So I was just like, "We ain't gonna go get the people to go vote." They were yeah. like, "Nah, they going to vote." Then, <laughs> they going, don't worry about it. Yeah, and then they won, and it was like, "Oh, the coalition went every time." So it's running the table, and so yeah. but but then um, of course the ninety eight or ninety nine election, Kincaid beat Bell, mm-hmm. and you know. We all worked and was there. That's when I met LaShonda Scales and everybody was on it. Was in who was mm-hmm. wanting to be or get in the game was young. We were in our twenties. Yeah. And then like you said, but I do owe this to to to, to um Mayor Bell is that, you know, he definitely opened up the door and put allowed us to the table. Because yeah. he told a story about how he got to the table, some older elders in North Birmingham or somewhere, who brought him in in his 20s. Yeah. And so he did, you know, he was returning the favor, if you right. will. And this is a little known fact. Um, when he lost to Kincaid, mm-hmm. that Tuesday, he lost, on it was a Tuesday election, on that Thursday, mm-hmm. I was in his house, and it was a conversation I had amongst some coalition people, mm-hmm. elected at the time, Earl Heaton was still elected. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Pat Alexander, maybe, and one other person, maybe Dick, maybe Aaron. I can't remember exactly, but I was like a fly on the wall. Right. So they was talking about who was going to get the, because there was a council appoint the seat. Right. Who was going to get the seat. Right. And I said, and I was listening, and they was like going back, and they was arguing. Like, they say somebody, so like, so oh, so man, yeah. it was just a whole lot of like, they couldn't come together on who it needed to be. Yeah. So I'm over there, like, okay, I was, I was like, man, I said, I'm like, man, I need to put somebody young in there. He was like, looked at me, and he was like, who? That's after about two hours. Frank Adams. Adams. <laughs> no, no, no. But honestly, backstory. Yeah. That ain't how it went. I said Mark London. Ah. I said Mark, I said Mark London. Yeah. So, but Mark wasn't in the district because yeah. I don't know. I'm 12. I don't yeah. know how it worked. Yeah. And so then it was like, nah, they got to live in this district. I said, mm-hmm. where that district? What ain't that? That's Bush Hill. I said, Frank Adams. Yeah. That's so, so really it was going to be Mark first. Yeah. That's my dog. <laughs> and then, but, Frank, yeah. but Frank, people don't know this, Frank, dad, and my dad played jazz. Both of them in the Jazz Hall of Fame together. They played together. Matter of fact, Kevin Lofton, the first black CEO of, of UAB, Introduced me and Frank around MSET. I ain't know Frank. Frank, you know, we ain't grew up together. I ain't yeah. know Frank. Different Kevin, side of town. Yeah. Kevin Lofton was like, yeah, I got a young executive. He just moved back from Boston. I need you to, you know, yeah. meet him and, and, you know, bring him into y'all group. That's how that went. So then I was like, cool. So I met Frank. Me and Frank get to talking. Frank tell his daddy. He called me and said, man, my daddy said he need to see you. Because my, my, my pops passed in 94. Wow. So he said, I need to see you. So I look like my daddy. Man, Mr. Mr. Adams, Dr. Adams looking at me like, golly. Because they called my daddy Lucky. That's beautiful. His mama used to sing with my dad. I'm over in their house. He's like, man, so that's, that made us tight like that. Yeah. Because our pops played together for all them years. And both of them, you know, jazz guys. It's so good. Man, now, 
there are few people mm-hmm. that can play this game with me. Okay. I'm just saying, as far as being a fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Like having these backstories, like, no, let me tell you how I really went down. I love sitting down talking to you yeah. because of, that's just beautiful, man. Yeah, so like it's, it's just cool that for whatever, you know, great or small part, man, you've been at the table a mm-hmm. long time, bro. Mm-hmm. You've been at the table a long time. Yeah. And you've been bringing people to the table with you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Can you so you know, lift as you know, lift as you climb and then you um, you know, Ain't no fun if your homie can't have none. <laughs> exactly. And so exactly. I was so for me it was all about how you know I'm a team person, yeah. play team sports. You know I always you know want to win. Yeah. And how do we put a winning team together? And we can all win if we play team ball. Yeah. A, a, a team that plays together with some guy, some good players, a beat a superstar on one team, hot dog every time. Yeah. And so for me that's just my little thing. You, I appreciate you saying that because it's been my. I've been I tr- I've, I've sought to be true to that. Like yeah. no matter where I am, I'm gonna be the same person. Whether I'm walking with Barack Obama, or I'm walking with some you know whomever. Yeah, you know, cats from the hood, neighborhood, whatever. But um, so yeah, so then Frank got on. Frank was in. Matter of fact, I was working. Frank was at Brookwood. I was doing marketing at Brookwood for the sports medicine department, which Frank got me on. You keep it one hundred. Wow. Frank was like, man, they need somebody to help them with the sports marketing department. I was like, I'm up with this. I went and did the interview, got hired on with Brookwood Sports Medicine. My job was to go around the high schools selling the sports medicine department's, you know, services. So I would go around all the high schools in the middle of cutting hair, in the middle of throwing parties, in the middle of, you know, <laughs> you know 14, what I'm saying? Yeah. 14 things going on at a <laughs> But so that's, so Frank was doing, Frank did that. So then we went to city hall. He was city council. I went in there. You know, I was his assistant for a minute, and then yeah. I got recruited. That's when I moved to Atlanta. If yeah. you remember, I moved to Atlanta yeah. to work for an engineering firm. Which that's the next thing. Well, well, but that was a that was a, that's going to be a segue. But the point of that is that time with Frank, it was an era when it was a Kincaid era. Yeah, and it was and so you know it was a little um, strife in Birmingham. It yeah. wasn't cool because it was really a lot of black on black crime going on in terms of political yeah. black on black crime. Yeah, and it was because uh, the the. It, we weren't used to we yeah. were used to the machine, yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I'm and, saying? We and, were used to our folks and now yeah. it was a new a whole who, new ball game. I was who, like, who the who hell is Carol Clark? Yeah. Who are all these people? people. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. And, and yeah. it's just a new day and it's like, okay, boom. Which was, you know, but it was crazy because um that was so wild. So um Ken K era happens. Um it's so funny because Willie Huff was in the coalition, but he was My also dog. cool with you know the, the grassroots yeah. of Birmingham. Yeah. So Willie at the, is the at the time he the chairman of the airport board. Mm-hmm. I don't know Willie Huff from nobody, <laughs> <laughs> but I see him in the paper. I see him. It's Willie Huff. Right. So I'm trying to um, at the time William Bell give him his credit. He invited me to Atlanta for an event. I go to the event. I get to meet Maynard Jackson. Mr. H.J. Russell, Mr. That's Dan. who I want to meet. Yeah. H.J. Russell. Well, he's deceased now. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But I got it. So it's a quick story. Got a lot of stories. <laughs> I don't know Mr. H.J. Russell who he is. I don't know him. 
I pull up to the event. You know, I just see an OG walking up, clean, nice suit on. He put his coat on, and his shirt was messed up. So I straightened his coat up for him. I said, OG, I can't let you, you know, I got to straighten you up. Yeah. So like, thank you, young man. What's your name? Dale Davis, Dale Birmingham. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We walking into the event. We walking into the event. Hey, you know, people coming up to him like, hey, Mr. McKinley, talk to you. you can't thank you. Who is this? No, no. He's saying, did y'all get to meet Dale Davis? Did y'all meet Dale Davis? I'm, you know, I'm dirty, man. <laughs> he's like, did y'all meet him? Oh, he one of them Birmingham boys. He over from Birmingham. X, Y, and Z. So I get, so I get to Maynard Jackson. So I meet Maynard Jackson. Mayor William Bell, way over there. They, you know, he he at the event. Yes. Yeah. So I'm working. I'm in the room with the Atlanta Titans. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Sitting there talking, and um, and so so I was like getting drinks. I'm like, I want y'all to drink, you know. <laughs> so I want to keep listening, you know. Right. So it's just a beautiful thing. So, but 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 when you invited me, yeah, to that room. So yeah. So but anyway, so I get to that room, meet Mr. Thacker. Um, to about a year or so later, he pitching Birmingham on a project, and he said, "Man, I need you. I want to. I want you to come see me in Atlanta, man." He said, "Man, I like. It. I want you to come to Atlanta, and I got something I want to share with you." So I go to meet him in Atlanta. This is Shirley Franklin at that point Yo. is about to run for mayor. She ain't the mayor. We at the 191 Club, which is their city club, mm-hmm. or one of them. And so we sit there, and I never forget because Shirley Franklin was sitting right there. And I kept looking like, man, there goes Shirley Franklin. And he was asking me to come work for his engineering firm. And I was like, well, man, you know, I was thinking to myself, he was describing infrastructure and all this stuff that I had never done. And I was like, Man, that's um, that sounds like you need an engineer. Like, did I misrepresent myself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, cuz that don't hey, feel like. I, I think I lied. So <laughs> uh, you might have thought I was. I was selling it. I was. I was working in. I knew I bro. was good, but <laughs> I ain't no engineer, bro. He was like, nah, nah, nah. I ain't asked you that. I don't. You know, he actually. Yeah. He literally said, "I didn't ask you for your resume." Yeah. Because I see what you can do. I see how you know how to move. I, this is what we're doing. He said, what's your dream? So I started telling him, because at that point, I was had a big interest in development. Yeah. I'm young and green in the game, but I had went to real estate school at that, at that time. and But I was cutting hair, working, yeah. at, the, working at the hospital, yeah. and working at city council. Straight for, Jamaican, <laughs> by Jamaican. eight jobs. Eight job mine. <laughs> and so um, anyway, he, he sold me on coming to Atlanta. So I went to work for his firm, and I trailed him around the southeast in um, New Orleans. We was in New Orleans, Miami. St. Louis, Atlanta, Birmingham, selling infrastructure services. So I got to sell. That's where that billion come in. So yeah. we were doing hundred million, two hundred million, right at a program. Yeah, and yeah. then and then I literally went in the hole. So I went because I was like, I, I'm selling this as business development. Mm-hmm. But um, I went in there with the engineers and with the, and with the guys to do point repairs. Matter of fact, when the county was doing their um, program, we was trying to come over here. Mm. And some stuff happened. Praise God, I didn't do that because a lot of them folks, you know. <laughs> yeah. <something else> happened. <laughs> but we was, you know, kind of trying to get over here. But but we were doing that with, you know, those um, consent decree programs. Yep, yep. In Atlanta, it was a wastewater and water consent decree. And then other, most urban cities were under those consent decrees. Mm-hmm. And so we had some strategic partnerships with, matter of fact, it's a funny story. Um, and Citroform was a company who actually had to patent on what's called cured in place pipe, which is a, gl- a, a a glove that goes inside the pipe and it adheres to the pipe and it fixes cracks. So now you got mm-hmm. a clean pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to patent, but they were based in St. Louis. So our mutual friend John Hudson was working with Charles McCrary and they did a, a trip of one of the fly-ins to go to St. Louis to see St. Louis because they were you know we was talking about maps and the dome. Yeah. So. 
Hudson called me and said, man, I told him I was in Birmingham because I had met the CEO of Incitraform because he was like tripping because I was at the I was at the I was at a meeting and he was asking questions about the product. Right. And all these salespeople didn't know the answers. And I was like, yeah, that does that. And that does that. He was like, what's your name? Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm I'm already working in Atlanta with the black firm, but I know the answers. So he was like, man, I like you. And we was talking. I said, man, I'm gonna tell you what I want though. I said, I want one of them orange citraform shirts, man. Cause I, you know, I was out there. It was a cool looking shirt. He gave Johnson a shirt to get to me. Quit it. He, he said, man, that dude like you, man. He said, he sent the shirt. He, goes, he sent me the shirt. That was, nine, that was like 2000, 99, 2000. That's crazy. So anyway, in Atlanta, doing infrastructure, see um, this post-Olympics, of course, in Atlanta. So we were working in areas that I saw, like, for instance, my company, the company I work for at the time, we, we remediated the soil that is now um, Atlantic Station. So I saw Atlanta Station as a plan. Northside Drive, Howard Mill Road, all of that. We did all the underground work for all that development to happen on top of that. Yeah. So I saw the process from under the ground to the engineering, the civil engineer. And then I got to come back here. Well, I was coming back and forth around 04 because I was at the airport working on, uh-huh. a, on a project and I got to know Mr. Huff. That's why I brought him up uh-huh. as somebody who put me on because we won our, our first project at the airport was 2001. No, 2000. Uh-huh. But I'm in Atlanta, but I won the airport project in Birmingham. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mr. Huff told him, he said, the reason we're giving y'all this project because of that young man right there. He was talking about me. I was like, I just knocked on your door and asked you for it because he did. <laughs> I did. I just was chasing him. I was. I, yeah. They told me he could go to owners and drink. I'm at honest. You know? <laughs> right, 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 and right. So I just tracked him down because I didn't know him. Yeah. And then he gave me a shot. He gave us a shot. And I'm proud to say almost without without stoppage for the last 21 years, I've been doing work at the airport to this day, today. Matter of fact, we're doing our new work there right now. But my point is Mr. Willie Huff, full credit, for because he didn't know me. I want his yeah. church member, yeah. homeboy, Q, yeah, none of that. Right, he just gave me a shot, and um, and we uh, we lived up to that. And then um, but that was that was critical because I was literally at the airport on 9/11. I was program manager at the airport. We was pouring the concrete, what's called an apron, the airport apron around the um the terminal, the entire terminal. We were doing the terminal modernization, yeah. but we were doing the, the actual concrete. Uh-huh. And if you go at the airport, you'll see a little uh, all water separate or trench drain uh-huh. that goes. So we was moving all of that brand new concrete. Back in oh when nine eleven, and so um, I'm literally living at home. We're driving to the airport when the plane's going into the World Trade Center, the first one. So I get to the airport, and um, our lead, our project director was a man, a guy named Butch, and Butch was a um, a Marine pilot, tough as nails, engineer, um, civil engineer, Corps engineers, like a real you whatever image you can go of an old school a Marine at the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's him. How you know like. Straight out, Straight out of, of Central Casting, yeah. It's him. No nonsense. No, I'm talking about tough, mean rattlesnake. I come in, and he froze. He's just looking at TV, he froze. I'm like, what's up, Butch? He's just, he froze. He was crying. Oh, wow. He was like, man, we under attack. I was like, we under attack? Like, what you talking <laughs> like, about? Under attack? Yeah. What's happening? And then that's when it and, that's when they was like shut it down. Airplanes was landing. We had a parking lot full of airplanes, and we actually implemented. I was a part of the team that implemented Homeland Security. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, we had to implement <laughs> our plans again. Hold on, I'm gonna let you hit it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. But check this out. I gotta stop. Shout out to Willie Huff. Oh my God, 100. Man, every time I see Willie Huff, he asking about my dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Willie Huff, unsung hero. This yeah. Thing. Uh, I it mean, did it, he, it did it without did it without no accolade, of, without right. no black people. Man, by Willie him. Huff made sure some black folk got paid, bro. Listen, period. One hundred. <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah. In two, uh, from two thousand till he left, the whole program management team was black. It was it was us. It was Ag Gaston. It was monumental. Matter of fact, God bless um, William Robinson Hart. When when my project was over, William Robinson. Brought me on with Monumental. I helped him start what is now all that property at the airport on. We started the um, the um, acquisition program for the airport under under Monumental Construction. So it was all minority owned project management teams running every project under Willie Huff. And I am DC. Okay, I'm gonna give him the credit for that too. He had four, and, we, and he told me when I went for my first project, he said, "You ain't gonna get that one." He said, "But keep coming." But keep coming. I'm, I'm gonna play it around. You it gonna come to you. Now I'm a, um I'm we gotta wrap this up because I'll let your ass go all day. This yeah, is fine. awesome, man. Yeah, it's all good. But um we gonna bring it home on somebody that has played is your partner, mm-hmm. but he has been an integral part of my life. Mm-hmm. Helped me come back. Mm-hmm. John Hudson. Oh wow. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like sir. I I got to lift him up. Shout out to you sir. Tell me a funny ass John Hudson story, man. Holy Either tomato. that or Jay Robinson. I won't <laughs> I won't I w- No, both. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm let me see Hudson. So, we been on each other since he was in 7th grade. I was in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um his dad, you know, he from West End, mm-hmm. but his dad was our vice principal, so he went to Hewitt Town. His big sister, Kim, is – so I didn't know him, just be honest. <laughs> so his sister – Jody. His sister, Kim, was a senior when I was a sophomore. And, you know, I was a little hot boy. So I was on the varsity of 10th grade football, so she was cool. She, you know, I was – so she was like, yeah. So she she actually let me sit at the cool kid table with all the little senior girls, and I was in 10th grade. <laughs> So I was like, thought I hear about my class, like, who you think is? I'm like, yeah. I'm over here with, you know, the seniors and whatnot. That's right. Cute girls. So then when I got to be a senior, Mr. Hudson's like, you know, that's my son. I was like, that's your son? I said, come here, man. I got you. That's what took care of me. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we started. But um, but several funny, hilarious stories. Let me see which one I can tell. That's B-rated. Um, <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, uh, no, I ain't going to tell that one. <laughs> let me see. Um... Oh man, a bunch. So, um, because I know Naya too, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so this is you know it's public. <laughs> but, uh, but no, Naya. It's funny. That's a little bit of a funny story. So, um, Naya used to get her hair done when she was in. Me and Naya used to do fashion shows, hair shows together. She was in like ninth grade. I might have been like freshman in college or something. Yeah. So, you know, she was doing her thing. And then, fast forward, when I'm in the in atmosphere of hair, at the first hair salon I worked at, her mother, used to, I used to do her mother eyebrows. Wow. I used to do her mother eyebrows, right, back in the day. I'm, you know, so shout out to Miss Parsons. She was like, that's so nice with like a little sister. 
Yeah. So I'm like, I was kicking it with her. You know, she talking about she going to go to Howard, X, Y, Z. Yep. I remember when I first saw her because he was spent. Yeah. <laughs> so he was spent. From the day uno. Wow. She go to Howard to summer. So he was contemplating, well, not contemplating, he was on his way to go take a job in D.C. And I talked to him into taking a job at Alabama Power. Well, look at it. I said, man, you're going to go to D.C. I said, man, now you come back. <laughs> right. you're going to go to D.C. You'll be a big fish. You're going to do your thing. Man, you stay here, man. You're going to go to the top. It's all because of you. Well, no, it's no. I'm just no, playing. No, no, no. <laughs> I did, but, but I'm going to tell you who really put it on the note uh, was Marlon. <laughs> now, oh, bruh. But now, you just finished roasting Hollywood, Jay Roberson. Mm-hmm. What what we what was the roast? What were you gonna get him with? Oh, so so <laughs> so you know, Jay, we call him Hollywood because he is. Um, but you know, so um, so this is funny. So, like I said, coach wasn't his coach wasn't with being nice, and so I was like, "Come on, coach, you know you gotta get Jay." And so we were just talking about. I was just actually making up stuff, like, so so ridiculous. It wasn't none of it true. I was just telling stories about him doing the most, like. The most Hollywood. Hey, yeah. You can't, he can't find his sunglasses, so he can't go on the field. You know, he, he needs some special shoes with some glitter on them. And some, his socks ain't clean. His socks, every, every quarter, he got to change his socks. He needs them, they ain't white enough, you know. All of that. So, but if you see some pictures of Jay, it's play day. So for us, you know, Black College, our thing is we're going to spat up. Spat up. We're going to have our towels. You know, when I was at AM, you know, we, matter of fact, 87 classic, we came out and um, back then, Miami Hurricanes was tucking their jerseys yeah, up under their yeah. pads. So we did that because we sexy. We got our abs on. <laughs> so we tucked our jerseys up under there and, and, the referee Alabama State over there, hey, and the referee said, "Y'all can't, y'all gotta take them, take that off, take you know, take your shirt down." We was like, "Cause we was in one of us, we was out there like sexy, we just doing it." So you know, so black college is known for that. Yeah. But then Jay is like the extra <laughs> version of black college, so he go hard. So, but he was he was clean, he was clean. Bro. Always well, Jay, we waiting for you. I want to thank my dear friend, Dale Davis, for joining us. I want to thank you for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, Our 360 News, and UrbanHam.com. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Our 360 News.